Hey guys, James from Bullpros here. Let's just talk about a strategy. It was an article from a little while back just talking about how the Chargers could easily get over the salary cap. Plus, Telesco has spoken about Keenan Allen. So let's talk about it, guys. Bullpros, let's go. Bullpros! Changed it up on you guys a little bit on the intro there like to to play that one every now and then. I think it's a funny one all around. So first off, let's just talk quickly about, you know, kind of what's going on with the combine, kind of what's happening with, um, you know, Tom Telesco, Brandon Stay, are they there? Um, you know, it's weird because the article basically stating that they're not going to be there. And ironically, they are in Indianapolis. Um, it's a very weird situation why that article even came out. Um, based upon what I heard from Tom Telesco, on the Pat McAfee show, uh, he talked about that they're just kind of going to be a little bit more limited on certain things. So there's certain metrics, you know, shuttle metrics, speed, kind of things that they talked about that they're like, well, we won't really be there and be focusing on it as much. So I think it's kind of going to be a maybe just more, they will be there. They just won't be as active. They might have just certain people um, watching the players out there. I think it's just kind of more just at a limited fashion of how they will be a part of the whole process of, you know, understanding metrics on players and such. Maybe they're going to just do a lot more interviews with players more than anything, which I would be fine with that. I mean, you could read on paper how fast the guy runs on the 40. You could see how fast he is on his drills and how high he could jump. And then you have maybe a scout out there just kind of taking a look at it and watching everybody and saying, hey, what would be a good fit? You know, the underwear Olympics is uh, is an interesting one. So I'm kind of, um, you know, I take those metrics is a grain of salt because you really look at it as hey it's about what they do on field and i'm a big fan of watching game film versus combine film underwear olympics are way different than being on film even if you say jamari sawyer actually even uh brandon staley talked about that on good morning football about just how that was such a big story where he ended up calling the head coach uh kirby coach kirby from uh georgia about why is jamari sawyer falling off the board he's like Bottom line, he's this player and he's going to treat you guys well and he's going to do well and play well for you guys. It's crazy that he's even getting that low. So once again, some of these metrics and some of these uh, analysis, this cattle prodding is the way I kind of look at it as. You're just poking at poking at the, uh, the cows or basically the individuals who are in the combine and just trying to find out where their weaknesses are. And uh, sometimes things go through, um, actually go actually tend to end up working a lot better for a team to be able to find a team of a player of need late rounds or even undrafted Austin Eckler, for example, Michael Davis, for example, you know, those are guys that have just fall through the cracks and they find out that they're very, very good quality players. But either way, it looks like Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco are at the combine, how much they're going to be a part of it. I'm not sure, but my thoughts is they're going to probably be dealing with a lot more interviews with players more than anything. So Let's get into it. Let's just pull up the article real quick with Keenan Allen and uh, what Tom Telesco basically talked about him. So here is an article that came up this morning on NFL Network. So Tom Telesco says Keenan Allen isn't going anywhere. He's our Andre Reed. He's our Charlie Joyner. He's going to be the guy for the Chargers for a long time. And the thing about it is, is like, Hey, you don't want to let go Keenan Allen. He knows where to be on the field. He knows how to get that catch when necessary. He knows where 
to be able to get a first down when necessary. I mean, he's one of the top in the league for third down conversions. So he's been with us for a long time and was a part of Tom Telesco's first NFL draft as a GM. So Keenan Allen's his guy, and he wants to keep him around for a while. And that's a big, big thing for us. And, you know, just to say this, it doesn't mean that we're not going to go out and try to find a speedy guy in the wide receiver draft or in the NFL draft this year. It still means that, hey, we're going to have stability. A lot of fans out there are saying, and I even know it too, Keenan Allen is a safety blanket for Justin Herbert. Why pull away that from this team? Makes sense. So I think personally, it's a good move. Make sure it's to keep him around. Chargers just even just put up a video of Keenan Allen. Looks like he was going Super Saiyan of some sort for Dragon Ball Z fans out there. Uh, that's all they put. They didn't even put anything else other than that. They just put a video of him just screaming and yelling. It looks like he's powering up like a, like a, from Dragon Ball Z. So bottom line, I think Keenan Allen could be a guy that just ends up retiring with the Chargers, hopefully. So that would be phenomenal to be able to see that. So moving along, let's talk a little bit about this salary cap here, guys. Um, I think we got uh, some interesting article here that kind of breaks it down. Um, this is from a while ago, by the way. Um, it is from the uh, Bolt Beat. This is talking about how the Chargers can easily free up $36 million in cap space. I mean, that's a crazy amount of money thinking of where we're at. And we currently are over 20 something million, 23 million, I believe over the cap right now. So where are we going to work with this? How are we going to work with this? And so using the OTC cap calculator, fans can play around with many different scenarios. I like going on there and just doing that too. So I wanted to speak on this specific scenario. And I, I like this article because it shows you different ways of being able to free up a lot of money for us. And, and get us over that cap all around. So so one of them is not, and once again in this article, free up about $35 million in cap space this offseason to spend this offseason, mind you. And that is not including Keaton Allen cut trade. So here we go. So first one, extend Michael Davis. You know, Michael Davis has been a stud for us, right? I mean, he's done very, very well for us. And he came in, and to be honest, was a big, big part of making sure that defense stabilized after J.C. Jackson went down. J.C. Jackson was struggling throughout the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, I, you want to keep a guy like him again around, especially we don't know where J.C. Jackson injury is. I know Tom Telesco had talked a little bit about it briefly. J.C. Jackson, he sounds like he's working. He's trying to get through it. I follow him on Instagram. He seems like he's doing his thing, try to get back to 100%. That's not an easy injury to get past. And it's, we don't know where he will be coming back. And will he be the same player when he comes back? Who knows? But I do like the idea of trying to extend out Michael Davis. Michael Davis has a pretty good hit on the cap right now. I think it's 7.7, 7.8 million, I believe. So one of the way that they could go about this is simply convert his 5 million of a $6 million salary into a signing bonus and add two more years, and then the cap hit would fall to $6 million. This would save charges about $3.5 million. I mean, that's a small amount of money um, to save, but it also allows us to have more wiggle, wiggle room and also benefiting both parties all around. So I think it would be an awesome move to keep Michael Davis still with this team. So second move here. This is pretty pretty straightforward, in my opinion. Cutting Matt Filer, Dustin Hopkins. I mean, the whole thing about Matt Filer 
Um, he kind of had a regressing year for us. Um, he definitely did not do as well. And Dustin Hopkins, obviously, hey, bless him for uh, toughing out in the uh, Bronco game, Monday night game, and making those kicks with a with a bad hammy. I mean, unfortunately, the thing is, though, Dicker the kicker came in and is now basically outkicked him. So it's kind of a simple idea there to be able to cut Hopkins and cut Filer. The big thing about with Filer getting cut too, that Jamari Salyer, I mean, filled in for the left tackle. Just like what they said, I think both Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco talked about yesterday is, hey, they, he saved our season. And Jamari Sawyer was an awesome player for us, and he needs to be in a starting position somewhere. Um, so I expect him either to be in left guard or potentially right tackle if we don't go after Trey Pipkins here. So it'll be interesting to see. So cutting Filer before June 1st could save the Chargers $6.5 million against the cap while only carrying $2 million of dead money. And then with Dustin Hopkins, it would be free up about $2.28 million. So we're getting a lot of money back to be able to start getting us over that uh, negative dollar factor, but then also building some money so we could actually pay some players or even sign some players down the road. You know, we got some free agents. I mean, even to say Trey Pipkins is a guy there too that you start looking at and thinking, hey, you know, do we want to back or do we not want to back? Um, you know, Drew Tranquil is another guy that I think we should have back. So we'll see kind of where it all pans out with the free agency and how this works, even if they go this direction too. So, and also on top of that, they talked about, he says, hey, Brandon Staley's too attached to Khalil Mack to make a kind of move and pushing him around or pushing his money around or trading him off or whatever. It's pretty much not going to happen. Um, so I don't think that happens, but hey, it's a conversation, right? So cutting Filer and Hopkins would free up about $8.7 million. And when, when combined with the Davis extension, it would free up $12.1 million in total. So that's a good step. So third step here, restructure Joey Bosa, Corey Lindsay, and Sebastian Joseph Day. You know, uh, it's an interesting thing. So they have the charters have the ability to free up $60 million in cap space with simple restructures alone this offseason. So they're probably not going to go that far, but it would probably put the team in a horrible cap situation in the future because obviously what we're doing is we're just kicking the can down the road. You have to pay these guys the money that you signed them on as a contract. It's just how and when do you want to have that bill ready to be spent? So next season, 2024, there's a fair amount of cap space. Obviously, we've got to think about the Justin Herbert contract too. You know, even to say Rashawn Slater too down the road too. So we got to be able to find the right way to be able to keep these contracts under uh, you know, a fair amount of money to where we're not going back into a cap situation where we're in negative and really, really bad situation all around. So bottom line, so Sebastian Joseph Day is the least impactful of the bunch out of these three. Yep, his contract wasn't that big or anything like that. He has two years left under his contract with an extremely flexible contract 2024. So he's not going anywhere and restructuring him should not be an issue or hinder the team. It only frees up about 2.71 million this season, but it is something to add to the to the table there. I mean, we could also even look at some other players there too. I mean, there's some talks about Gerald Everett getting let go. That frees up about the same money and a little bit more too. I mean, the tight end for the draft, combine week, we're going to start seeing a lot of these guys out there. You think that they would go after another tight end. I mean, Washington, the tight end from uh, Georgia, man, I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> I think he'd be a great addition to this team, but we'll talk about that another time. Corey Lindsley, not going anywhere. Obviously, he's a captain of that line. Huge 
to have a great center like that, top three center, in my opinion, for in the NFL. Um, knowing that he is going to age well and he's also going to have a favorable contract at the back end, benef- uh, is a benefit for the Chargers restructuring, frees up $6.22 million. So that helps us out again. It's just little moves like this could really help us out and grow out our salary cap situations here. And then Joey Bosa, to me, is a very obvious restructure just for the fact as him not being as healthy and everything and help out the team in general. Um, You know, Bosa, too, is not going anywhere based upon what they're saying here in this article. His contract ends when he's 30, so you don't have to worry about him having a large cap hit when possibly he's starting to regressing as a player. But he could free up about $15.2 million in salary cap this season. So kick the can down the road. you got some years to be able to pay back that $15.2 million to him, too. So there's a lot of ways that we could work with. These simple structures would allow – well, the Chargers could make it more complex to free up more money with other players. Obviously, we could do that. Uh, would uh, would free up about two point twenty or twenty four point one three million on these moves in total. With the other moves, the charges could be freeing up about thirty six million dollars in total cap space. So it would be a label uh, be able to have these. The charges have about excuse me. Let me talk here. <laughs> the charges would have about fifty point eight nine million in cap space to work with. That'd be enough to pay for incoming draft class. Two to three cheap free agents or potentially resign like someone like Drew Tranquil or Trey, Trey Pipkin. It's not a huge amount of money, but guess what? It gives us a little bit of money to be able to just make sure we could keep some of our guys that are free agents. Like, once again, Trey Pipkins, I think, could come for cheap on the right side. Or, you know, are you just going to put Jamari Sawyer on the right tackle? And then you're going to start looking at inside linemen um, in the draft. And I've been seeing a couple different articles of a lot of Chargers scouts looking at a lot of you know, left guard, right guard type guys, which obviously we know we got Zion Johnson on the right guard, but it looks like they are looking pretty heavily on the guard position. So maybe they are looking to just kind of move on from Trey Pipkin, save a little bit of money, get a guy maybe in the late rounds. It's going to be a good solid left guard for us. And maybe we'll hit gold once again in those late rounds with Jamari Sawyer type player. So basically what we're doing here, guys, is just saying, hey, there's ways that we could work with this. We know that Keenan Allen is going to be here. We know he is not going anywhere at all. We know that we're not going to try to trade off our guys, it seems like. I mean, there is another player that I still think that could be a candidate that could get traded off and sell high at the right time, but maybe that's a video another time. But bottom line, guys, we got a way to be able to free up some cash, hopefully get after a couple different um, free agents that we have, or maybe some other players. I would love to see Kyle Van Noy back. I'd love to see Drew Tranquil back. I would love to be able to see Morgan Fox back. I think those would be three very good players to be able to have on this team. But just wanted to kind of talk with you about a scenario that we could actually work with and possibly get a little bit of freed up cash to be able to work with our team and to pay pay off our draft class. So just want to throw that out to you guys. We got a good thing going on in here. Keenan Allen is going to stick around. I don't think Tom Telesco is going to let go of his guy. Once of his, his gems from his first draft back in 2013, crazy to think. 10 years ago, Keenan Allen was drafted in the third round and what a stud he has been. So bottom guy, bottom line, guys, appreciate you guys like subscribe, comment, love to be able to hear from you guys. Like always, we'll keep you guys updated on what we see from the combine. Probably talk a little bit more about that later in the week or our live on Sunday. So either which way guys appreciate you guys. Let's talk about it guys. 
Keep it going. Bolt Bros. Let's go.